0: So I'm a teacher. Uh, I teach by Revelation. So that's why all the books. The thing about... Y'all know about the 5-1 ministry? Have you heard Bob Jones talk about what all that is? Everybody? Nobody? Just... Okay. Does, who doesn't? So just so I could, like one person? Really? Everybody knows what each one? All that. So the pinky is the teacher. They're the ones that get in the ear the most. Um, if If you hear a sucking sound in the room... That's the teacher sucking in all the... Inf- they want the, all the books. they got to read everything. they got to learn everything. And then somehow they can put it all together in some format that's organized and actually get it out to the people where they can understand it and it gets in. Um, then they got the pastor who's married to the church. The middle finger would be the gatherer who goes out further than the other fingers and brings the people in. Those are the people that want the whole world, not just the church. Because, you know, he said he's got the whole world in his hands, not just the church in his hands. God so loved the world, not just the church. We get confused on that sometimes. We think, oh, they're new age, whatever, whatever. No, he loved the whole world. The finger right here brought prophetic finger, not to point out everybody's stuff and problems and, hey, you got this and you got that, but to point, to point in the right direction and kind of guide, a guiding person. And then you got the apostolic, that's the thumb that kind of hold everybody together and hopefully will be someone who's going to undergird and equip and help so people can be identified in what they are and then trained in what all that is. Does that make sense? Um, uh, where's the worship people? Where's the two? There's a couple. Wow. Can I just say, you know, since I was about four, the, the Lord Jesus came and visited me, and there's been a, a lot of different things. that uh, There's two books that he showed me, and I'll get into maybe some of that but one of the things that happened out of that is I've been able to see a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. There's a huge giant, like 25-foot angel around this area all during worship. Blue angels. There's a lot of blue angels here. There's 12 little blue angels all over. They're not as big as the 20 foot one but um there's I've never seen blue angels I don't know if if there's any connection to blue angels as in flying planes or what all that has to do anything but one of the things since I was little I've always been able to see weird stuff and um and I thought everybody saw the same stuff (laughs) then you find out if you talk about it too much then people think you're weird and They don't really see all that. I'll get into some of that. But here's an example is I would see people talk, and when they would, sometimes their words just came out, and I would see physical words come down and hit the ground. And I always wondered, well, what's that all about? And then other time people would, thank you, you're so awesome. Other time people would talk, and their words would take flight. Wings would come on, and they would just fly around and turn into colors and different things and land on people and dance around and do stuff. I never understood until I really got into church and uh, met Bob Jones, is a dear friend of ours. And trying to understand some of this stuff, you got to have sometimes somebody to help you out and kind of bounce things off. And um, his explanation was that, uh, especially in churches, you see people who get up and they minister out of something that's dead. Like, you know, somebody who didn't have time maybe that week and so they just went to sermon.com and printed off the latest blog of whoever and just regurgitated it right here. And it's like dead to them because it's not their own. It doesn't come from the river. When it comes from the river, it's like their own juice, their own revelation, their own understanding. And it's at the moment. It's like you got it. Uh, and it 's maybe maybe only a few people tapped into that at the same time you did, or maybe you 're the only one it doesn 't matter it could be for you, it could be corporate, it could be governmental, it could be for the world, who knows, but when you speak it out, it takes wings and you can see people kind of play around with it and it lands and it does some things and it makes colors and angels get in with it and there 's a lot of um there 's a lot of juice on it now you can sing someone else 's song, even though it 's not yours, and you can have the same advantage if you own it if it's yours I mean if you make it yours you you recognize it it becomes a part of you somehow because it witnesses to who you are and it comes out with an authority because it's it's yours it becomes yours and you can even like You know, read Bill Johnson's book or whatever and change it up a little bit with your experience. And it's the testimony that brings changes and whatever. But I'm not talking about, you know, I've seen the pastors who get up there and just read Bill Johnson's book or Rick Joyner. And you're like, dude, I could have done that at home. You know, and it just comes out and lands and you're like, ugh. And that's why a lot of churches were so boring to me. Not this one. Um, (laughs) What I'm saying is there's a lot of flight and there's a lot of blue and there's a lot of angelic. Stuff that's intermingling with the the revelation and the worship and just there's good stuff here, really good stuff. And um, you and this lady, both y'all, the, a lot of flight with the words and the song. Um, now, I just want to ask you: Have you ever sang what you sang tonight before? Is that something that was birthed when you're talking about holding on to something and holding? I'm holding on to you more than you're holding to me. And that's, that was all. Just for me, right? So, <laughs> because what you didn't know is a conversation that we had earlier today. Because I'm a Superman fanatic. You never listen to the Bionic Bride CD teaching that I have, right? Like, you, I just met you today. This is, so this is a good example that I can, like, bounce off of. Um, I have a teaching back there called the Bionic Bride. It talks about all the superheroes and things that we're supposed to be doing. If we had 100% of our brain and we were, you know, back in the garden we could do all that. We could walk through trees and fly, and so we had authority over all the, all the animals. Meaning we could do anything they could do, it, and we could do it better. We could faster run faster than the cheetah, fly like the eagles, do the whole thing, um, and how to tap back into that because we should be getting back into that. We, we should not be digressing and getting worse. We should be getting further into the skills that he gave us with in the beginning, but. Um, in there, I talk about specifically Superman because he is, like, my hero. Um, and if you know anything about Superman, he's an anchor for me of of what we should be walking in, and it, it's, he's a reminder of, like, the supernatural to me. Um, now, he, <laughs> he was sent here because back in the um, Second War, you know, Jesus came, but the Jews didn't know that he was Jesus. And so they were still waiting around, like, when is Jesus going to show up? Oh, today would be a good time, because everybody's getting killed. I mean, mass destruction, mass murder. And so they're all waiting on Jesus to show up, thinking this would be great. And, of course, he didn't come. We know the story. But in the middle of that, they waited. And so they created Superman. Two guys in Ohio created Superman, the comic strip, to be, quote, the Messiah. He came. All in blue because he came from heaven. He was the son of another, uh, another a father in another place, another realm. And uh, his name was Cal El, which Cal is Caleb. Uh, I usually say pit bull, but Cal um, El L of God. So he's a pit bull of God. Or Cal means Caleb, like tenacious one, stubborn one, persistent one, one that hangs on that you have to shoot the dog to get it off. And, I mean, she verbatim said what we talked about today, right? I mean, you're a witness, so that was very prophetic. Um, but he had this, the S for Savior, the star shield to cover him, and his heart was uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He went up to heaven. Every time he was hurt or injured or whatever, he'd go to be healed by the Son. And his dad, um, He there's a voiceover that Anthony Hopkins did for the second, the last movie, and I just think, you know, Jesus sort of sounds English to me. I, I like his little accent. It makes me feel closer to heaven or something. But I, I understand he's a sir now, Anthony Hopkins. So when I hear that voice, except for, like, Hannibal, that thing kind of threw me a little bit. But that's not Jesus. But anyway, the other voice, um, the, the other voice, like when he was in C.S. Lewis and all that, like, love all that, that movie, uh, Shadowlands. But he does a voiceover for Superman, and he says... um even though you were raised human, you're not one of them. And he shows Superman doing all these crazy things that you know that we should be doing, you know? And then he says he scans this mass ground of people and he says, They're great people, out They wish to be. They only lack the light to show them the way. Come on. And then he says, For this reason above all, their capacity for good, because everyone has a capacity for good. I have sent them you, my only son, and then he like, bams down to earth from the sky, and there's a giant thing, and it's just like, yay, and everyone gets a chills because it's like anointed, and you know. So the movie is, if you want to go back and watch that, there's a lot of good stuff about it, except for the part where he birthed a child out of wedlock that was added on. That's the Da Vinci Code version that we're not going to go there. But in the in the real comics, that didn't happen. That was just our weird. Um, culture that decided we need to throw in the baby or you know whatever so anyway i just want to honor your gift and bless y'all for i just love this house it's such a great house and i love this world of truth and revelation here lord we just thank you for your spirit we thank you for your truth we release your truth and your revelation to just be free and to move amongst the people lord i thank you for your angelic ministers that are here Administrating and ushering in new things, Lord. I I thank you for your authority and what you're doing over this house, Lord. I bless the pastors and um, the apostles and the teachers and just the whole fivefold group that's here governing this um, not only this land but this city. There's a real blessing on the city just because of this group that's here, Uh, Lord. We bless this region with your truth, Lord. And I pray. That even tonight as we minister Lord and, and as you speak and as you teach, Lord that people would be open to hear new things, Lord that we would be stretched, that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see, I just speak truth, Lord healing, revelation, I agree with the house on restoration, the Lord for restoration. we speak that in Jesus name and Lord we just we just ask that you continue to uncover and release and show us new, 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 new things as we, even as before we end here tonight, Lord, I pray that there would just be something new and fresh and uh, something that would take flight, something that would be, that people would go home and they'd be different and they'd be um, just full of something new in you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So thank you for that. I'm going to share just a couple things about the book tables because unfortunately uh, on the books you can pretty much read verbatim on the back and say, oh, this is about blah, 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 but the CDs. I'm working on maybe getting some sheets that you can just read up a little bit because they don't have a lot of room to put stuff on and it's easier for me to tell you about a little bit of them instead of when you go back and I have to tell you individually everything. But... um this uh, There's one called Seeing a Different World that talks about the seer anointing and the prophetic and signs and wonders and how to kind of tap in to that kind of stuff. Um, it's definitely a good thing. Um, and by the way, the prices that are on the table are are way different than they are on the website. Um, our board of directors did a giant like sale on everything for y'all's group. So if you don't get it, here, don't go on the website tomorrow and be like, oh, I was going to get that, and it was, you know, whatever price, and now it's not. But anyway, angels, you know, each one of us have 70,000 angels apiece. Most of them are bored off their behind, Um, but you can work with them, they can work with you, there's a home ministry, there's so many different types and styles, and um, government angels, there's worship angels, there's health angels there's revelation angels this will this teaching goes into a lot of that how to work with them how to turn them off so they'll never work with you again um we'll never say never it's nothing's impossible but um (laughs) but we want to work with them because they're sent with us to be for us and and it's easier to get things done when you have a little backup from heaven amen so um definitely check that out now, I'm going to touch a little bit on healing oils of the Bible, but there's a man named um, Dr. David Stewart. He has like five PhDs and all kinds of stuff, chemistry, and uh, he's an MD. He's a pastor for 17 years. He's written like 17 books. He had a publishing company, um, but he's gonna he talks a lot about the oils specifically to the Bible and why they're good for you now, uh, modern day. God and neuroscience is back there. Uh, My background is actually health and kinesiology, and then I went to Bible school and seminary, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about my testimony, but this talks about how to work with God and your body to to be able to do whatever you're supposed to, and then there's another one called quantum connection to essential oils, and I might touch a little bit on this, but um, we're going to talk a little bit about quantum physics and how that relates to your body and has some there's some real things that we can do that um, a lot of thing, A lot of times people just wait on God. And I was one of them was like, well, there needs to be healing. There needs to be this. You know, God needs to show up. We got to have faith. But then um, I think it was about two years ago, the Lord was like, uh, you're waiting on me and I'm waiting on you. And some of it had to do with some choices that I was making and some health things. And just I'll talk a lot about that um, this weekend. But there's some... Just normal, standard things that we can do to work with him and to work with our body to get better results than what we 're getting right now, I can promise you and um, and some of it is the environment that we 're in right now um, the The technology and the chemical saturation that we live in is higher than anything we 've ever lived in before in any generation. Um, anyone who has a cell phone. Or a TV, or a computer, or a car, or if you've been in a plane before, or a microwave. If you have a refrigerator, um, if you have a stove, or a washer and dryer, or a dishwasher, which you know probably none of y'all have because you look real Amish to me. But um, anybody, (laughs) all those things send off radiation, and uh, all the stuff that happened in Japan, you know, everyone started talking about radiation, and everybody's like, "Oh, we're glad we're not there and stuff." And it's like, no, you don't understand. Uh, the levels that are in California right now, by the way, they turned, they turned off all the measurements. They're not letting anybody know what's really going on in California as far as the EMFs and all the pollution and the radiation and all that stuff because they don't want to freak anyone out. But the same levels that are going on in California, you can get in an airplane just being in an airplane for a couple hours or sitting in front of a computer for a more than an hour or being on your cell phone. And it messes up um, your immunity. Um, your sugar levels, and you know, a lot of people have diabetes over this. A lot of people, a lot of the things that we're dealing with are, are because of the EMFs and all that stuff. So there's negative ions that come out of these technology type sources and they go in, and they basically, you have a DNA code that, um, that's sort of wrapped and swirled, and there's two caps on each side. And what happens is it bombards your DNA to the point where the caps start to shred and then your DNA starts to unravel. Uh, It ages you, it changes your chemistry, it changes your DNA, Um, immunity is compromised, headaches, uh, fatigue, like I said, diabetes, stress, you can't sleep at night, Um, stomach issue, I mean, all kinds of stuff. So there's things that we can do just to help out that stuff. There's, There's EMF protectors, which, you know, I know it looks weird, Wow, that's so weird when I do that. Um, there's shields that you can use that are actually have little ions in them and crystals that take the negative and, and kind of manipulate them or harm, neutralize them. And so you still have the stuff coming out to you, I mean, coming towards you, but it's changed into something positive. And there's a lot of stuff on the news right now about this. There's a lot of stuff out there, and you can look on the Internet, and there's all different kinds of stuff. But there's like a a field of about 12 inches that are around all of us, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I've tested probably about 10 to 12 different ones now, and some of them will test about 2 inches of protection, some maybe 3 inches, some 0, total junk. And um, But these ones that we found in Israel will test up to 30 to 50 feet away of protection. So if you use like something to uh, on your keychain or whatever, you get in your car, and you're good. You have a shield on your cell phone, you're good. You have, you can get like a plug-in, and it'll do your whole house for like t- 2,000 square feet, and that's pretty good, but you still need to have like a little thing on your cell phone or whatever. It changes your brain activity. I don't know if you've heard of a man named um, Dr. Don Colbert. He's like everybody's doctor in the world um, that's famous. Um, <laughs> Benny Hinn, John Hagee, all those Joyce Meyer people, everybody on TBN, and he's got really on board now. It's trying to get the word out to teach us because uh, it's messing up everything so there's some stuff back there that can kind of help us now on a on a just a general uh level there's things that we can do if you can't get the emfs if you can't get protection there's some things that you can do just normally like drink a lot of water if you stay hydrated like um, chernobyl happened and all that stuff and the people who were super, super hydrated and had water that was the molecules all moved around. It was good, good, good water from wells and stuff like that. They never got cancer. Because when you're hydrated, the EM, I mean, anything, the ions would try to come, and it can't penetrate. It doesn't stay. And so uh, you can monitor your um, how much you're on your computer. You can monitor, You can put your cell phone on and hit speakerphone. Or even on your cordless phone, you use your speakerphone and keep set it down away from you. don't put it next to your head if you could pop, don't do bluetooth that's I hate to burst your bubble but um there's um there's a lot of different things um the foods that you eat if you're nourished, then it won't attack you as much as pos, as much as it does your thyroid is the first thing that goes that radiation really hits here first which changes everything in your body but um if you, use regular, if you eat regular vegetables and fruits from, like, Walmart, most of those foods come from farms that only have three nutrients in the soil, which sounds okay, except for they're supposed to have 52. So if you eat organic food, um, the organic food will actually have all 52 minerals and nutrients in the soil, which produces fruit that is fully nourished. So you actually eat fruit, that is fully nourished, and then you're nourished as a person, and then you can function better and whatever. When we're eating uh, food with only 3% of what it's supposed to be, um, it's like we're eating dead food. So, like, these grocery stores out there, most of them are just a giant funeral home for food. (laughs) But we go around, and we eat a vegetable or something, and we think we're all doing something good because, oh, well, at least we're eating our vegetables. But we don't understand that it takes 168 apples right now in this day and age to equal one apple from 1910 because there's just nothing nourished in it anymore. You have to eat so many to actually get nourished. Now, same thing with um, all the vegetables and that kind of stuff. You want to eat something completely nourished. When you are nourished, then you fight off EMFs a lot more, not to mention all the other stuff that your body needs the nourishment and all that stuff, but you'll actually re- reflect anything negative that would come at you. Now, on a spiritual level, if we're eating dead food, remember what I talked about the words hitting the ground? You're not going to keep a lot of people at church. You're not going to minister to a lot of people with a lot of dead words, but we have to eat spiritually something real, something good, something every day we need to be spending time with the Lord and, and getting intimate and hearing What's the word for today? What do you tell me today? Talk to me today, God. And moment to moment, like I think a lot of times we get all weird and we're like, my quiet time, five to six or whatever. And it's like, no, all day in communion with God, keeping up that system where you're just open and he's talking to you. I mean, you should be in conversation. How many know when you are with um, you know, your, your date and your husband or whatever, there's dates and that's awesome. You have a little date here, you have a date there. But when you're married, it's all the time. There's no, like, separate, I mean, yeah, I mean, you might go out of town or something, but I'm just saying, you don't. you're still calling, you're you're with him, he's with you, There's it's all the time, and you check in, and you know what I'm saying, it's not like this on Friday night for two hours at the movie thing. I mean, that's for babies, that's beginners, you know, we need to keep open with the Lord and keep that communication going, so there's just this constant personal relationship as him being your husband or your daddy or all the things that he is, amen? So um, now going back to the EMFs, if you are eating real food that's organic um, and it's full and nourished, then you're going to be nourished. Just like if you eat the Bible every day and you hear prophetic revelation every day from the Lord himself, um, there's, there's a more of a nourishment there, um, and the EMFs don't attack you as much. Um, reason being, I mean, if I cut off my arm right now and went out to the road, Vultures would probably show up within how long, I don't know, and be like, oh, she's half dead, who, you know, who cares, and they come you know, pick at me. You know? But if I'm out there just walking around, they're not going to be like, whoa, check Charnell out, I'm going to get her. They don't care. But if you're half dead, they're like, fresh meat, I'm going down there. So the more nourished that we can be, the more uh, spiritually and physically, the more hydrated Holy Spirit and water, real water, then the more we're going to reflect anything negative. So God's really been speaking to me about that kind of stuff. I hope that makes some sense for you. Um, Now talking a little bit about uh, the seer anointing and um, kind of my story, my testimony. When I was four, I was in Montana. I'm originally from Montana. I've been in Louisiana now since 95. And uh, my dad was in the military, so we traveled a whole bunch, but always went back home to Montana when he would go places that we couldn't go. And it was Easter, and I was—I had—we had, um, we had a company downstairs, and I was just up by myself. My parents were in Iceland, I think, at the time, and I was living with my grandparents for a while. And um, the Lord just showed up, and He had two books. Um, one was uh, the Book of Destiny, and one was um, the Book of Credits or the Book of Rewards. And He kind of showed me a bunch of stuff. He gave me gifts um some were like physical things some of them were just like words and things that he kind of imparted into me one of them being really being able to see and out of that came uh, and he showed me the cross his uh wow I got gold dust um awesome silver dust actually um they uh anyway help me i'm so i love that stuff when it happens so the cross, I saw the, the nails and the scars, actually they were right here, but um, the scars and the blood and the side and the, I mean, it was like, I just knew, I got it, I don't know how, when you're four, not everybody could maybe, but for whatever reason, I remember bawling and being like, oh my gosh, she did this for me, and it just connected, you know, and so here I am, and at that point it was like, Jesus this and Jesus that, and when mom and dad came home, it was all about Jesus, and you know, um, they didn't go to church or anything, so I can't, you know, put it off on their spiritual awareness, or, you know, my my grandma went to uh, a Lutheran church, um, not anything that I connect with at that time or now, but it was the closest thing that I had, and she took me a couple times, and yay, it gave me something, but um, mostly my parents, you know, they just knew, I knew stuff about people, and I saw things like just a lot of stuff. I saw angels, demons, uh, weird things, and so they would they would come and they'd kind of have me. Oh, do her, you know? What do you see with her? And what do you what do you know about them? And it was kind of like, oh, this is a kind of cute game thing or whatever. And so my mom and dad, knowing honest to God um, with good intentions, were like, how do we help her in her craft, you know, and get her going? I mean, Ouija boards and tarot cards and the whole thing. And I was like, yay, because. I didn't know. But um, the closer I got to the Lord and the more that I knew, especially when I moved to Louisiana, everybody's saved in Louisiana. I don't know if you know that. Um, <laughs> let me say that again. Everybody goes to church in Louisiana. <laughs> I don't know how many people are saved. But um, but the churches are full. There's one like every three doors. And so and they're everywhere. And so when you get there, it's, well, I don't, especially back then, um, I don't, you, could, you wouldn't have a friend if you didn't go to church. It was just cause it, all the politics are involved in the church. Like everything is church, and so we started going. And the first thing that I, the very first thing they invited me to, some kids at school. The pastor actually at that time came to our gymnasium, and started talking about hell and stuff because they were Baptists. And thank God for the Baptists, or none of us would be saved. That's all I got to say. They know the Bible. They know the word and probably have y'all got saved out of the Baptist church maybe I don't know I'm one of them but um the whole you know so ended up going to their thing which I don't think you can even do church in a gymnasium during school hours now which that's kind of sad but so I went to their church that night he did the whole altar call which was the same message that I heard every time for like the next 15 years exactly the same thing which is interesting too but um That's whenever the words kept going down. (laughs) but uh, Because if you hear it the first time, it's like, this is neat. But then the same message, you're like, can I have something different, please? No one likes chocolate milk every day, right? Just you. (laughs) But I went forward, you know, because it's like, I didn't want to go to hell. And, you know, they talked so much about this hell place. And I knew about hell, but I didn't know. You know, they'd say, you know, are you saved? And I was like, well, you mean like. I was in a car accident and then someone drug me out real quick, you know, or my boat capsized and someone swam out and got me, you know, or, and they were like, no, and they told me about the whole Roman road deal, and I was like, well, I know Jesus, I've been knowing him since I was four, but let's cover all the bases, and they told me to do the prayer thing, and I was like, I don't really believe you can get saved by doing that prayer thing, I just think it's a relationship, because anybody can recite that, an atheist could, it doesn't mean anything, it, talks, it means anything. You know, you got to have relationship and intent and follow through and have communion. Come union. It's a relationship. So, um, but I did. I was like, whatever. And I got trained in throwing out all my stuff, like anything having to do with secular music or horoscopes and all that. And they cleaned me up a bit and kind of got schooled on what's politically correct. And (laughs) being in church every day, pretty much, in Louisiana as a Baptist, they got you know, visitation on Monday and intercession on Tuesday and Wednesday night and Thursday night. This and it's like every night something until you're just dead tired, and you're completely just anyway. But and I love the Baptist. So, <laughs> um. But anyway, so I guess I kind of got a little bit burned out. I, went, I did go to Bible school, went to a Baptist college, and uh, I was real good. And then the more that I would talk about what I'm seeing, the more I was real shut down, and I knew I wasn't lying. I, you cannot, like, make stuff up that you see. You either see it or you don't, and it was like no working with these people. Like, there was nothing you could say that would, <laughs> that would k- let them know you're, t- I mean, I would tell them their detailed secrets, and it was like not enough to flip it on. That it was just psychic, you know, And and that's the devil, and you shouldn't know that about me, and all that stuff, and so I guess I got kind of turned off eventually, and I just started going back to the whole New Age thing. They loved me. I was accepted. I knew my gift was from God, so, you know, when they started talking about she's a God and we're all gods and stuff, like, I knew the difference, you know, except for I could talk openly about my stuff, and anyway, make a long story short, I had to get out of there. Went back to, I found a church that was talked about the prophetic, and talked about um, stuff, I had a 12-hour trance, and I was actually working at a bank at the time, and uh, went in after I lost 12 hours and didn't understand a word of what happened. It was the Smith-Wigglesworth building that I was working at. I don't know if you know who that is, and and I remember it was like my first or second day of work, and there's a bunch of people who went to this crazy church that was like, speaking in tongues and raising hands and stuff, and um, that night before, when I went into the trance, the Lord said, raise your hands, and I was, like, not like those weird people, like, I'm not, that de- was, was, like, a boundary that I could not pass, and, but I did, and then the Lord covered me with, like, this honey, gooey, Holy Spirit, love, whatever, I don't know, I, I found out later I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I did not speak in tongues that moment, but I found out later our, I was and um, and somehow in that in that um, trance the Lord gave me the name Bob Jones and I was here I was with this name I'm googling him it's coming up this weird school and some other stuff and uh, and these tapes on eBay for like five bucks so I get the CD I get it's actually cassette it was old stuff and i'm listening to it and i'm just trembling i mean all these things about revelation and truth and seeing the future and all this. and i was like you speak in my language like i just knew like finally someone could be a christian and did all this stuff and it was like yay I, I fit in somewhere and the lord said that he's gonna you find this guy he's gonna pray for you and he's gonna lay hands on you and i didn't even know what lay hands was we didn't do that uh I didn't know how to find him. It was a long thing. But next thing you know, I find myself in Alabama in a Starbucks. And I go in the bathroom over some stuff. And there he is. And he's there with his wife. And he pulls out the chair. We've been waiting for you. The Lord had given all these visions about me and different things. He prays for me right there in Starbucks. And we go to heaven. And I see all the stuff I'm going to do and all the countries I'm going to. And I see this golden eagle. And, you know, I'm trying to understand all this stuff. And it's really, really fast. I have to come back. Um. I couldn't talk for hours. I was totally changed. And one thing that happened as I wore glasses, I went from wearing glasses to 15 15 vision, which is better than 2020. And then you thought I could see before. We were zero zero in the garden. So um, I'm still shooting for that. But then I started seeing like music notes and equations and colors over people and not just angels, but tiny stuff, big stuff. I mean, just. Um, I would see pins, golden pins hanging over people and CDs and books and just weird stuff that I thought was weird and but now it's even weirder. And then trying to navigate through all that just like trying to navigate with all of y'all's stuff that's everywhere right now. And sometimes it's a little bit depleting because you got you're trying to focus and do everything and there's stuff going on all over and it's sometimes it's really awesome, but sometimes you're like I just want to just act like a normal person and I have to see all that. The malls or anything, big concerts and things like that are very interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and it's not on all the time, so don't come up and go, what's around me right now and you know, all this stuff. It's like if he shows me he does, and if he doesn't, then I have an off day. But, um, so there's been a lot of stuff. Now, we're emitting things all the time, smells, colors, equations, You know, there's stuff going on all the time. And the thing is, people have asked me, you know, can demons read your mind? They don't have to because they can just look at your package of stuff that's all around you and figure out, oh, well, that's what's going on. Um, Not to mention they have studied your mama. They've studied you since you were born. There's demons assigned to your generation that have been studying your whole lineage from the beginning of time. So you tilt your head one way, and they're just like, oh, yeah, she's about to do the same thing her daddy did. And just that kind of stuff. You know, how many people have a dog in your house? Like, a couple of y'all have a dog. So your dog is in your house. You've had your dog for three days. You go get your car keys. What happens? The dog, what does the dog do when you grab your car keys? They're like, can I go? When is she coming back? Is she going to leave me forever? Can I go to the bathroom first? Do so I get to eat? Like, Bunch of, like, stress and whatever, right? Because they've studied you for all of, what, three days, and they can tell when you pick up the car keys, now this is going to happen. Same thing with the demons. They're like these little CSI demons that run around and study you and watch everything and try and get evidence against you so they can go in the court system because we have court going on all the time for different things. Um, There's devils in heaven, believe it or not, and they can just roam around. And do whatever until they're officially gone. And um, like Job. is up, Job's been up there for court. Uh, Joshua. You can read about Josh, Joshua and Zachariah. Um, there's all, all kinds of court sessions going all the time. Where the accuser comes and says. Hey what about this guy? What about that guy? He did this. And they bring their evidence. And so it's real good for us to stop doing all the dumb things that we do. So we don't have to go to court all the time. And everybody has to plead the blood. And Jesus has to die again for everything that we do. Um. But in the meantime, you know, we're emitting things, smells, and all that stuff. And there's a lot of things that we can make some different choices that will change things. Um, If we we live a life of intent that's truly towards the Father, you know, there's a lot of different good things that smell and come out and that reflect who he is out of his heart and change the atmosphere. We can literally change atmospheres, and there's, there's about 12 inches that it just come, follows you. Some of you have a bigger range the more that you spend time with the Lord or the more dominant that you are. Sometimes personalities have a bigger range. If I had a bunch of clocks in here right now with pendulums going on, the one that had the biggest swing within 30 minutes, everything would line up with that pendulum. It's just a fact of thing. Or if you have women who are all together together, and for a month in the same house, their cycles are all going to get with the dominant alpha person. There's just a lot of things that we just get in sync with whoever's dominant. Now, Jesus is the dominant. He is the alpha. And so we need to start really getting into sync with his swing as much as possible. Then you got some people who just don't care, and they go off and do their own swing. And Jesus is like, wait, I'm over here. Come on. So um, there are, there's frequencies. There's vibrations that we send off. That you can, you, And you can actually, like, run into some of this stuff, and you don't realize that you're picking up on things that you really are. But he's built you to be able to pick up on that stuff and to be um, able to catch in. If you can't see it with your eyes, you can feel it. Now, there's been um, a lot of studies on water in the last few years. I don't know if you've um, heard of this guy, Emoto, what's his name, who's done all the studies with the test tubes in the water and the crystallizing. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Who doesn't know what I'm talking about? Okay, so just for the record, the guy is a little bit weird. He's super new age, but the science part is what I'm talking about now. So be able to separate for that for just a minute because don't go on the website and go, Shornell Worships this guy who thinks God is a girl or whatever because I don't believe any of that. I'm talking about science. Just He's a scientist, and he has some cool science um, things where he's tested water. Put it, bless you put it in a test tube and, like, got it to, like, freezing point and then watch it crystallize and do some things. And when um, they would put labels on the water, like, you are loved, you're kind, you're beautiful, um, I love you, you're awesome, whatever, and they would watch the water form into these really pretty, like, diamond-type crystal um, snowflakes. But on the opposite, anything that was like, I hate you, you're ugly, whatever, you make me sick, That would make this, like, nasty brown colored water. It would actually change the color and the whole makeup of what water would look like. Which, um, you know, thinking about that, uh, it was just labels. Now, think about the labels that we wear on our clothes, the stuff in our house, you know, the atmosphere. It all changes. Our body is like, what, 70 80% water. Our brain is like 90% water. Um, So we can actually pick up on the negative, quote, vibes or frequency that send off things. Um, They went a step further and decided, hey, we're not just going to put labels on the water, but what happens if we talk over the water? And then the water would change again, really positive or really negative. They'd say Princess Diana, and it would form this beautiful thing. Or Mother Teresa, or they'd do Hitler, and it would be all brown and murky and nasty because the water didn't even like that frequency, the sound of that. That name or that phrase, uh, then they went a step further again, and they were like, "And we're not just going to label the water, we're not going to talk over the water, but we're just going to think over the water. So people had assignments to go in with a little post-it card, what all their assignment was to think about, and they'd all stand around the water, and they would just think in unison something negative or something positive, and guess what? Same exact thing. You know, And we just think, well, if we don't say it, it's okay, right? It's not true. You know, the scriptures talk about whatever you do in your heart is the same thing as what you actually do in real life. There's the same consequences, the same atmosphere shifts, all the stuff that we think about. And my question to you is, what are you thinking? I want you to go get post-its and put them all over your house and write. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? And just put everywhere you can. Because I think most of us spend a lot of time just being on autopilot. And we're like, we got here to there, and we're not sure how we even drove there, you know. But we're, we've thought about 95,000 times of this or that or negative, and we got wherever we are. And God has caught me a few times and said, hey, what are you thinking? And I'm like, oh, I was thinking about rent or worried about this or, you know, whatever. And he's like, okay, quit it, you know. And then he'd catch me and catch me and catch me. Because we're sending out, like, smoke signals to the world that I'm worried, I'm depressed. I'm happy. You know, whatever it is, you're shooting off different things that the, the demonic and all of the God of Witnesses and the angels and everybody can work with or not. You know, and it's, let's, let's really focus and be disciplined over what's going on here, what's going on here, what are we, what's coming out of this. What are we talking about? Do you even know what you're talking about? A lot of times we start talking and we don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about so-and-so and this person, and you don't have all the facts. You're just like, blah, 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 judge, 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 and you don't even know what's going on. But we make these assumptions, and we are critical, and we judge. In Matthew, it says, judge, and you will be judged. Reason being is if I'm in covenant with him, and he's in covenant with you, that means if I say something about you, then I'm talking about me. Because I don't know if you've studied covenant, but the whole thing about communion is you drink the blood, you eat the bread, and they would cut themselves. And they would bleed in the wine. They would drink each other's blood. They would do this. and it sounds like vampires. But it's for real. I mean, it's, it was a good deal. And they would eat bread, and they would get the C- CD on covenant. And before they would get married, they would decide all these things and work it out. And then it was like, if you drink someone's blood, that's in you now. You can't get it out if you try. You can't be like, well, I don't want this anymore. Let me s- Try and get it out. No, we're in each other. We're together. We're working. You start talking about someone else, it's not karma in the sky because I judge you, you. It comes back on me in some weird way. I'm not sure. But I judge you. It's like judging my own foot because I'm in relationship with him. She's in relationship with him. And so we, we're judging each other by being critical. We've got to be careful because it, it does come back on you. It may not look the same, but it does. When you open that door to being critical and judgmental. The other thing in Matthew eighteen, it says, If your brother sins against you, then you're supposed to go talk to that person. The brother word indicates there's relationship there. What that means to me and should mean to you is we're not the police of the whole world. We don't go and correct everybody and say, Well, I think you should be doing this and I think you should sometimes if God shows you stuff, you just pray. You don't bring it up, you don't say, Well, I'm really questioning the fact that you blah, 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 and all this stuff, you know, forget about it. If you're not in relationship, then you're not, you don't have a legal right to go talk to that person. Um, prophesying over people, laying hands on people, that was all out of relationship. If you study the Bible, they don't just go around laying hands on everybody in the building or prophesying over everybody. There were words out of relationship. Kings were anointed, people were anointed out of relationship, or at, unless it's just like the Lord saying, you need to do this, like um, with David. He came and he went and looked over all the brothers. You know, he he was very he was very specific what he had to do. It wasn't just like let me lay hands on everybody, prophesy over everyone. He knew exactly who. Uh, now with Matthew 18, if your brother sins against you, you go talk about him. Let I me mean, go talk to him. If that doesn't work, you bring somebody else. If that doesn't work, you bring a group. And then it's like maybe you have to split ways. Maybe this person isn't good for you. Maybe they're not good for your church or your fellowship or whatever. But what's happening? And I see this on Facebook. Who is the guy who is there today? He's not here. Um, Facebook, man, and all these social networks. There's all these wars going on and all this weird stuff, and it's like, you know, if your brother sins against you, you know, you go talk to him. Not if you've never even had coffee with someone. Let's start a whole campaign against so-and-so because he wrote this article and blah, 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 and I don't know anything about him. I don't have any relationship with him, but we go off blasting you know, oh, so-and-so said this, or so-and-so said, I don't agree with this, and can you believe this guy? And it's like, you know what, just be quiet. Because to the level that you dish it out, it will come back to you. Do you know how big Facebook is? You have no idea how much you are hurting yourself, judging and being critical and spreading gossip throughout an entire generation of people who are reading that stuff. You will, it will pay. You will pay, I'm telling you. It's harsh, Harsh, harsh consequences. And then we're worried, why, how come God won't do anything for us? Or how come we can't get healed and all this stuff? Because we're not responsible enough to just be representatives of the Lord and love and have kindness in our heart and mercy. And, you know, maybe you do see. Maybe you see everything that's going on, you know. It doesn't mean you blab it out. You know, any two-year-old can see and say. Remember that game you pulled the string the arrow went around, this is the frog, ruff, you know, whatever, this is the dog, rough, rough. anybody can do that. God didn't tell you see and say. Sometimes you pray, see and pray. How about that? That means when you go to see a church or whatever and visit or or even maybe you've been here a year, just because the pastor's up there and you've met him a few times, that still doesn't give you rights to go up and go, well, we don't think, the carpet, or the worship team did too many songs, or blah. I mean, there's protocol here. Relationship would be you have ate together, hung out, you know each other well. I'm talking about brothers, not just by oh yeah, we're all brothers in Christ. I'm talking about relationship. But what I see over and over and over again is everybody's like, well, I think this will. Think it to yourself or just be quiet. Shut it down. Cast down those imaginations that don't line up with the truth of God. Because God said to me one time, he said, I started to judge and be critical about something. He said, shut your mouth. You're not clever enough to figure that out. He said, you just don't, you don't know anything about what you're talking about. And you're about to get yourself in big trouble. Especially if you have any prophetic anything in you because the authority and the influence and all that stuff, that platform can be just sucked out by the level that you give it, the level it will come back. The measure that you give it will come back. Even what you listen to, y'all, in Matthew it says to the, to the level that you give your ear to something, it will be measured unto you. How much are we listening to? When Debbie Downer calls, blah, 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 everything's wrong. You're wrong, I'm wrong, everyone, people are wrong. I can't believe this, and blah, blah, blah. Did you know that she said blah, 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 and he said this right back, and you know what, now you just entered into that conversation, and instead of saying, you know what, why are you talking to me about her instead of talking to her? If you have a problem with her, talk to her, not about her. Because then you're free. You're like, I do what I'm supposed to do, I'm not going to be judged, you're safe. Because now you've been the peacemaker trying to get people, maybe we could work this out. Let's do the Matthew 18 thing. If it's a big deal enough to talk about it to me, then maybe we should accommodate a meeting here and work this out because this is we want to be biblically correct and we want to do the relationship thing, right? To the measure you give your ear to something, it will be measured unto you. That's serious. I think that's serious. Y'all think that's serious? Y'all should think that's serious. So we got to be careful. What are we thinking? What are we listening to? What are we saying? Um, what What are we projecting? There's things that we're. I mean, I have to do it millions of times a day. I have to catch myself. Ah, oh, I'm doing it again. I'm I'm being. I'm trying to act like I know stuff. You know, no. Just be quiet and don't say anything and don't even think it for that matter. Just God knows, and I'm not the one to figure it out. He made the whole thing. And he knows what he's doing, and who am I to say anything? We just need to be super super careful because we're we're affecting ourselves, we're changing the atmosphere, we're creating something different than what we actually want to create now um so going back to the messages in the water, the guy who did all this stuff with the water he um he started doing uh well the um uh, Baxter you can Google Baxter because he started listening to this guy with the water and decided, well, I wonder how much stuff goes on with the lie detector. So he's the one who kind of administrate the whole idea of the lie detector. You know what I'm talking about? The thing that you watch CSI it goes all around you and you do your thing. And there's different things that happen to your body when you lie. Um, different um, sleeping, I mean, uh, breathing patterns. Different chemistry out of your brain happens. Um, your pulse and all that stuff, heart rate, there's different, you sweat, or whatever, and so it all registers, if you're registered, I mean, if you're measuring by this uh, lie detector, it will show up, oh, she's telling the truth, or whatever, because, and it's not necessarily that they're lying, but it's stress involved, when you lie, you stress, and so your body responds in stress, and it's picked up on the thing. So, he went and got, like, a bunch of lie detector stuff, and put it on plants, because plants and animals have water, we have water, and He thought it was interesting how you can kind of walk in to, you know, wherever, and people, let's say, are talking about you, and you're just like, I know they're talking about me. And everyone gets quiet, and you're like, oh, yeah, something's going down in here. Like, I can, you just feel it, right? Because he made you to be intuitive and feel. But on the same sense, you can walk into somewhere, and everybody's like, oh, we're so happy you're here, and everybody's, like, hugging, and all this stuff, and you you actually feel the genuine truth of, fellowship, and love, and you feel good because your water's all happy, and you're like, I like this feeling, right? Now, so if plants and animals have that, he took a bunch of plants and hooked them up to lie detector tests to see if they would respond the same way. The people did. They did the whole label thing. They grew. You know, they were happy. If they did negative, then they did the opposite, and they would talk over the plants. The plants would freak out and do this, like, stress thing. If they, um, were mean, stressed out. Uh, He even said, um, what's something threatening that I could really do? And he thought to himself, I'm going to burn the plant. And as soon as he did, the the machine, he didn't say it out loud. He just thought it. The machine went off crazy, like stressed out, like, oh, don't burn me, whatever plants say when they are freaking out, (laughs) you know? And so he was like, oh my gosh, I just, he told his friend, I was just thinking burn the plant and look, it's, you know, and they're like, yeah, whatever. He's just, something else but then they kept doing it and then then he decided when I leave work I'm going to say in my mind plants at home 15 miles away I'm on my way home I can't wait to see you and they're all hooked up and he would record it look at his watch and write down the time that he said it when he would get home at that exact time that he thought to the plants the plants were all happy yeah he's coming home he's going to water us give his miracle grow whatever right <laughs> Because there's no time and space. There's, it's all quantum. Things are. They've actually taken people, separated them in different, not only buildings, but blocks away, states away. Two people who are married in unity. And they had a screen in there where they can see their loved one through, you know, like a Skype or type thing. And they're all hooked up to stuff. And they said, okay, now I want you to think about your loved one and express love, project love to him wherever he is. And at that moment, as he projected to her, she would have chemicals that were released in her body, expressing love. Her heart would change and all that stuff. Because especially when you're married, there's a quantum connection that's, you know, David will, I'll go to call him three or four times a day, and he's calling me while I'm holding the phone in my hand. And it's like, or I'll go to, I'm t- texting, and he's like, and he texts me, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. You know, it's like there's just the connection thing, especially when there's a real unity and everything's healthy and all that stuff. Um, you may have it with your mom or your dad because you came from them. There's just sisters, twins, all of that is real. Um, now, they had a lady come in with the plants, and her job was to go in and scissors, hack at the plant. As soon as she goes in with the scissors, the plant freaks out. He's like, oh, my gosh, don't kill me, don't hack me, whatever plants. Eh, you know, the whole thing with the stress. Um, Three weeks later, the same lady comes back with the scissors. When she walks in, before she even starts hacking her second assignment, the plant freaks out right away like, oh my gosh, that's the crazy lady that was here three weeks ago <laughs> with the same scissors. I know what's going to happen. They knew they had a memory. They had. They knew the intent of what was going on. Pretty bizarro, right? Now, same lady three weeks later supposed to come up, same plants. But this time, she's supposed to prune. Just prune help the plant prune, grow, you know, I don't, you know what pruning is, when you pull out everything dead, it's not supposed to be there, and you help it for the sake of it getting bigger, stronger, faster, and so she's like going in there, same scissors, cutting some stuff, peeling some stuff back, total different response, totally, I'm happy, even though you're a crazy lady from last time, I understand your intent is different this time, I'm with you, thank you for helping me. You know, very, very, very cool, right? Um, so, the plants, the water, knew the intent, it had a memory. Uh, this, there's cells in the plant as well that there's a memory storage. We have the same thing, where um, like if I got your lung or not your lung, if I got a guy who ate French fries every day and listened to the Beatles 24 hours, um, and then I needed a lung and I'm on the table, they give me the, his lung. All of a sudden, a week later or so, when I'm feeling better, I'm gonna be eating French fries and listening to the Beatles for no reason. I'll be like, why well, I don't like the Beatles? All of a sudden, I'll be like. You know, whatever, because stuff is stored in the cells, and so there's different things you got to be careful about. Blood transfusions, all that stuff. Things are stored, and there's things that we can do to help all that. But so when the lady came back to prune, plant super awesome. And he's like, "Yay, you're awesome," and could tell the difference between a memory of something negative and what was actually happening right then. Now, how many of you have ever been hacked? One person, really? Two, amen, can I get an amen? Three, three of y'all have been hacked, awesome. What I mean is, how many people have ever been someone like, with maybe even a smile on their face, in their Christian brotherly love, just hacked you to pieces with their words, of saying even what sounds politically correct, but you knew, underlining, there was a frequency of like, mm, she's totally not sincere, this is off, she's, you know, whatever, whatever, right? Now, at the same time, how many have you been pruned? I'm talking about someone in relationship with you loves your guts, no matter how stinky they are, loves you to pieces. You could, like, do the worst thing ever, and they would come and talk to you, and you wouldn't even know you got rebuked until an hour later. You'd be like, I think I was rebuked. I'm not sure. Because the package was so, you know, I love you, right, and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, you know, their intent is to get you to the next level. It's not to cut you down because I'm jealous and I want to keep you down there and I'm better than you, so I got to get, you know, I got to do negative things to keep you back from that person or this person because they're mine or this job is mine or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right? So we got to be real, real careful. Again, sometimes we don't even know the motives of our own heart and why we're saying what we're saying and why we're doing what we're doing and we're running around just thinking stuff and saying stuff and doing stuff, and everybody's like, what's wrong with you? And you look weird, and you don't even know you're acting crazy because you're in it, and you're the crazy one. And when you're crazy, how many of you do know? You don't even know you're crazy half the time. But we got to be, I want you to really, like, think about what you're thinking. I want you to think about how you're acting. I want to think, I want you, everything that you're doing, I want you to ask yourself, now, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Because a lot of times you're going to be surprised why you do the stuff that you do. Sometimes you do stuff because you just don't want anyone mad at you. It has nothing to do with what God said or if you're supposed to do anything. Here's the thing. Before you were here, you were in heaven, and God sat down with you. And this is going to blow your mind, but if you want to read Job, Job, um, the Lord talks about this in Job. He says, remember when we were here before and we talked about all this because he's talking about all these complaints and everything. Remember before this, we talked about this. Don't you remember? See, we were all there, and we talked about this. We, we signed up for everything. Your weirdest, you know, aunt or your crazy uncle or your dad or all the things, the job that you hate, you chose it. You signed, there's a whole contract of everything, who you're going to marry, what kids, everything you set up, if you were going to be sick or well, if you're going to have money, not money, all the weird things that we don't, you know, you signed up for all of it. Now what happens is you come down play body mud men right with amnesia and you're trying to figure out now what in the world am i here for what's the purpose you know it may take a little while for some of us maybe not kindergarten but sooner or later you're like i know i'm supposed to be here for something like what's what's the purpose what's my destiny what am i supposed to be doing and that's what's so awesome about the prophetic and why there's been such Uh, an antichrist on the prophetic because the prophetic is the one who sits there and tells you, oh, by the way, did you know you're supposed to blah, 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 blah. And see what happens in, what it looks like in the spirit is there's a giant angel that opens the scroll or opens the book of destiny, flips through the channels, I mean the pages, and then angels sit there and recite what's on the scroll or what's in the book, and then someone has an ear to hear and says, and the Lord said, da, 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 da. And what happens to you standing there as you're listening to this, is it's like, "Ah, I remember. It's not like, oh, I never heard that before. You know, that quickening feeling? You're like, yes, I remember that. It's like, you agree or you don't. And there's sometimes that people just say whatever, and it's not a scroll, there's no book. They're just like, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, whatever. And there's no quickening, there's no anything. There's no juice. You're just like, whatever, get it over with. Right, I got to get out of here. That guy's crazy. And sometimes it's mixture. Sometimes I've seen people get up and read like three lines, skip a few, add their own stuff, keep reading, you know, because just like Paul, you know, he's, I mean, um, Peter, they said, who do you think I am? Who do they say I am? Peter said, oh, you're the Messiah, blah, blah, blah. You couldn't have known this by, except by the Holy Spirit. Two sentences later, get behind me, Satan you know, mixed within two sentences. You can go in and out of reading what you want to or not seeing it for whatever reason. Your own flesh covers it up, and you just read what you want to, leave out those other weird parts, because you can't understand that a six-year-old can be the American Idol winner because that doesn't make sense because he's only six, and you got to be 25 and or 15, whatever it is now. And so you just go, one day, you know, and just you just add your own, like, twist to everything because it sounds better and more logical out of your left brain and out of your own trauma and whatever whatever right so let's just stick with the scroll let's stick with what God says and not add anything subtract anything whatever the apostolic too would equip what you're supposed to be doing and help you get to that place hopefully and I've seen a lot of not that happening no fathers there's not a lot of real people who are truly just wanting you to be better stronger faster but it happens it happens a lot so and it's getting better. I think we're um, getting there. Now, the FBI was so excited about this Baxter effect and all these experience uh, experiments that they actually decided to start taking animals and plants out of crime scenes. And instead of doing a lineup back there, they would just bring somebody, you know, in the room one by one. And the plant could identify, yep, that's the robber, that's the rapist, that's the murderer, blah, blah, blah. Because it would freak out, had a memory, knew the intent. Kind of weird. And there may be a day when we actually have laws in effect where your cat is up there on the stand. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> meow, 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 In Jesus' name, right? Now, we don't have all that set up right now, but um, like David Van Covering, a good friend of mine, he's actually been commissioned to make an instrument that would pull out the sound of what happened and give it like a testimony of something that happened. So you wouldn't need... The plant or the animal, you could take the earring off the dead lady, stick it on the machine, the machine would get told what's going on by the earring. And that sounds kind of weird, too, but it also sounds really weird back in the 50s to be like, we're going to get this box, and you're going to turn it on, and there's going to be pictures, and it's going to tell a story, and that sounds kind of weird. Or we're going to give you this record, and you're going to put it on this thing, and music's going to come out. That's kind of weird, this flat thing, you know, whatever, but it, it's going to happen, I'm telling you. And so we got to be prepared to know what we need to be doing in order to keep this and this and all this in check to be unto the Lord, amen? Intent is a big deal. Motive is a big deal. Why are we doing stuff? The thing is, with your scroll, when he showed me the book of credits, um, you don't get credit for anything that, that isn't on your scroll in the first place. And religious spirit loves for you to be so busy doing everybody else's scroll that you don't work on anything of yours because you don't get credit for anything else. Right? (laughs) So everyone has a scroll and what you're supposed to do. But instead of doing what's our scroll, we just do everybody else's and we think we're really doing something because we're so busy and all this stuff. We're so spiritual. But actually what it looks like is a demon comes with a big peg. He stumps it in your foot. And then you're running around like, oh, I got the bowling thing, and I got PT TP, T parent, what is it? PTA, right? PTA. And we got the soccer thing, and then we got the worship stuff, and then i got to go do 10 Bible studies this week, and I'm just saying that for me. And some other stuff that I'm doing, and i got to help this guy, and whatever, whatever, whatever. And we're all thinking we're going somewhere. But we're just going in circles, doing nothing, when we should have been by there, over there by now. And it's kind of like GPS. You know, we do this and we do that. And God's just like recalculating. (laughs) Because he's like, she should have been over there last Friday. And now she's wandering around over somewhere in Chicago. But that's where the anointing was. If she had been there, the anointing would have been there too. And the other thing is, there's chemicals that are released to everything that you do. If you were hooked up to a lie detector test all day long, we just followed you around and measured all your output, anytime you do something that's on someone else's scroll, it shows up and records as a lie on, you, on your detector. Because there's physical chemicals, including cortisol, and all these things that attack your body and your immune system, and your metabolism, and your, your hormones, and your organs, and you saturate your whole body with all these negative things that cover you, and you think you're doing stuff right, but really you're affecting your immunity and you're compromising your weight and your age. Because when cortisol releases, it makes you really old, really fast. It wrinkles your skin. It gives you gray hair. It attacks your stomach and makes your stomach be an, an alert, an emergency system. I need carbs, sugar, and salt as soon as possible. And you have no metabolism to break it down because it compromises that from 100% to 10. And then you could barely sniff a pizza and you gain 20 pounds and you can't figure out why. Because you you can't break it down. You watch someone else eat, and you're bigger. And um, and there's all these things that happen because we're working on everybody else's scroll instead of ours. Cortisol releases, all this stuff happens. We're old and fat and ugly and and tired. Because we're doing all this stuff. That's not even now. When you do the right, oh, let, let me say this too. If you say I'm gonna be there at seven o'clock, and at seven o'clock you're at home watching. So you think you can dance or whatever? The minute you're sitting at home at 7 o'clock and that clock strikes 7.01, the chemicals still happen. Because you are not telling the truth. You have, li- you have factually lied to yourself because you said you were going to be there and you're not. So I am super careful to say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'll be there at 7. I say I'm going to try to be there around 7. You know, and just for leadership's sake and all that, if they're depending on you to be somewhere when you're late, that's called pride. Because, first of all, you lie, and it compromises everything. But second of all, it's pride because it's basically saying my time is more important than you or the event or the situation. If you sign up for stuff, you follow through with it. Now, some of y'all are thinking right now all the things that you're hooked up with that you got to quit because you don't want to (laughs) be... The thing isn't to do to quit everything and, like, now I'm off. Now, you actually signed up for it, so you have to honor what you signed up for and finish it out or find a replacement and let it be okay with whoever set you up with in the first place. And can I be released from this if I find a replacement? You don't just, like, leave them hanging or leave your boss, you know, oh, I have to quit my job now or just whatever. I mean, be... Find another job and then work into it, or you know, don't leave your husband over what I'm talking about and say Charnell said, you know, <laughs> whatever. Please, I don't want the emails of. <laughs> Believe me, it happens, but at the same time, you know, there are things. There's some changes that are going to come out of this meeting because you're you have just been told now that I'm compromising my immunity, my weight, my age, your, all that stuff. If I keep on doing everybody's stuff. Because I'm lying to myself. Now, why do we lie to ourselves? Why do we sign up for things that we're not supposed to do? A lot of times, again, like we talked about, you just feel sorry for people, and you have a mercy gift and compassion, and you're like, oh, you know, someone's got to do it, and nobody else will, so I'm going to do this, and then you run around doing stuff, and you're not working your scroll, and actually you're, um, you're not helping anybody because somebody else was supposed to be doing that, and then you took away their scroll, and they're not doing what they're doing. But... Um, When you do the right thing, there's another hormone that's released called ANF. You can look that up. That actually saturates your whole body with strength and immunity and all the good things that help you to do whatever the task is at hand. So when it's God, there's a thing that sends a message from your brain to all your organs and every cell saying, yes, you're supposed to do that. You know if there's a decision going on, what happens is your heart and your brain have a little bit of a fight sometimes. You know, the decision is before you, should I do this, should I do this? Your heart's like, that's not on your scroll. Your brain's like, but I owe her $500. Or she babysat for me last time. Or she does all this stuff for me and now I got to. Well, if you submit to that and it's not on your scroll, you've just traded with Leviathan or with Jezebel, or all those things, and then they have more access to you spiritually. Because if someone's manipulated you and to do something, then you just traded your, your destiny and all that stuff. But anyway, um, but when you do your scroll, when you're like deciding the heart, conversations go with your head, logic, I shouldn't do this, I should do this, I should do this, even doesn't look right, if you do what your heart says and it's what really on your scroll that minute everything releases, and then you start going, yep, I'm supposed to do that. You get that whole feeling again, like, yes, because it's a memory again. Yes, I'm supposed to do that. Just like if you were at Walmart, and all of a sudden, someone mentions Christmas trees, and you're like, I dreamed about Christmas trees last night, and you may not have remembered all day long that you had the dream about Christmas trees, but something sparked that, and then you have that, I remember feeling. It's the same thing with the prophetic, and same thing with stepping into your scroll, and all that. You have that equipping, and then you have the strength and the availability on a physical level to do it. Now, many times God has asked me to go do so-and-so, and and I got sick or this or that, and you get up there, and the anointing comes, and bam, you don't know how you do it, but you've done it. Many of you have had that happen to you. It's called ANF. It just happens, and the anointing hits, and then you're finished. You might have to be carried off because the anointing lifts, and you're like, toast. you know. But you know what I'm talking about? When you're supposed to do it, he'll equip you to be able to do it. No matter how weird, no matter how impossible, you'll be able to do it. So make the right decisions. Choose correctly. Do your scroll. Think about what you're supposed to be doing and really evaluate. How am I going to do this? Who's going to help me? Get in the right alignment, and alignment is really, really important right now. You can actually be addicted to people, your receptors. Um or can be chemically addicted to people who are bad for you, good for you, whatever, because there's different things that are released again by being around certain people. If you're used to being around chaos, then you will actually go find chaos because it feels comfortable to you, or you'll create your own chaos because it's like, yeah, I need this. And then that's why people who, when they get out of that bad relationship, they go find someone just as, be- just as good or worse than the last guy because they haven't healed properly and just like drugs the receptors are like where's the chemicals that have come from the brain and they need they need they need and so they got to find someone just as mean and bad and ugly because even though it's horrible for them their receptors they need it does that make sense if you can stay away four months on a physical level your body will change and you won't need that anymore and you actually find the right people not to mention soul ties. That's a whole nother level. you got to do soul ties and breaking stuff because on a spiritual level, there's all those ties that go on too. But so we got to be careful what we're feeling, thinking. Now, all this stuff, I didn't know. So I was out saving the world, doing whatever, and somewhere else, doing everyone's scroll and doing all this stuff, and I ended up super sick. I mean sick. And uh, I had a resume of things that were wrong with me over the last six years, 20 years, things. chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, I was having migraines sometimes 10 to 14 days out of the month, y'all. Like that is not cool. That's a lot of bedtime, with the lights out and the pillow over your head. I had a sciatic nerve going down uh, my back, my right leg. Um, my thyroid was shot, my pituitary was shot, my hormones were shot. I mean, just, and I went to doctor and doctor, doctor. Of course, they just want to treat the symptoms which is crazy because when your car has the oil light on and you're like, doctor, help me. How many people know most doctors just go, well, just unplug the light, dude. (laughs) Yeah, let me fix that. Here's a thing that will make the light go away. Just put some tape on it or just unplug it. And you just keep going around tooting your little horn and all this stuff within a few weeks. Guess what? That car is going to blow up. And the thing about pharmaceuticals too is you get immune to them because they're not they're synthetic, bioidentical. You get them and it may do what your body is supposed to do for you. So your body sits back and goes, "Oh, I don't have to do this cuz they just did it for me." And then you go into, you know, nothing and then you got to stay on that forever or at least until you're immune to it because then what happens is your body sees everything that's pharmaceutical as like a foreigner and it's like If someone showed up at your house and you're like, you don't know who that guy is. So you're like, y'all know who that guy is? Y'all know who that guy is? You know who that guy is? And they start getting a posse together to get the guy out because nobody knows who that is. Pharmaceuticals come in your body and they're like, a stranger, a foreigner, it's not supposed to be here. So it does a resistance thing to get it out, and then you have to keep having different drugs and different drugs and different drugs because you'll get resistant to it, and it'll keep pushing it out. Now, if you use anything plant-based, like the oils or anything healthy, or change your diet, drink water, do whatever to do the same thing, then guess what? That comes in, and everybody's like, hey, what's up? Come on in. I need you over there. Can you help me out on this end? It's more natural, and it's it's supposed to be the way it is. That's how the garden was. That's that's how it was. We didn't have pharmaceuticals until like the 40s. Did y'all know that? Luke was not an MD like modern day giving out prescriptions. I know, it was like a revelation, right? He used oils and all these like wives' tales type things that your grandma talks about. Honey and, you know, whatever. Right? Because... That, everything was natural then. They didn't have pharmakia. They didn't have the Chanel number no. 5 around the corner producing perfumes and things. When they talk about the word perfume, it's actually essential oils. It's not perfume that gives you chemicals. And Anyway, did you know too when you wear perfume, we all have different hormones that are released called uh, pheromones that actually bring in good people or bad people or whatever naturally. Well, when you use... Perfume, you actually compromise your pheromones. It manipulates them, changes them, and you actually bring in the opposite of what you should have into your life. Negative people, uh, relationships. And then when you take the perfume off and you're married to that weird guy, (laughs) you're like, "Uh uh-oh, give me some more perfume, right? (laughs) Because there's no real chemistry. God made chemistry on purpose, you will attract people who are like-minded, people who are going to work together, run together. When they say, oh, they've got such a great chemistry, there's a real truth to that. There's things that people are meant to be and work together, and it's all in the scroll and all that. So I have this big, huge problem that every doctor won't help me. They keep saying it's all in your head, and I'm going through rejection and all the things, and I'm hope deferred, and it's getting worse, and I find this doctor called Dr. Lucky in Mississippi who, um, I know it sounds weird, right? And he has this machine called the trauma machine. Uh, that's what I call it, anyway. But um, And it picks up, like, trauma, and he's going into all this stuff about trauma and how this happens and that happens with trauma. And I never heard anybody really talk about too much of this. But what happens is your limbic system right here, in your brain, is your emotional part of your brain. Anytime something happens to you that's, like, over the top, overwhelming, or you're too young or too immature to deal with it or get a handle on it or it could be something that happens to you that you would never on your top 1,000 things do to somebody else, but they do it to you and you're like, "Ugh, I can't believe, you know, you don't have a compartment for that. And so basically out of protection for you, the brain says, let me put you somewhere else until you can deal with this. And so it may go in a thyroid or a lung or a knee or whatever. And at a certain time, we don't know why or when, but it will, if it's not dealt with, it will actually cause dis-ease in your body. So it could be sudden arthritis, sudden thyroid issues, sudden tumor, sudden headaches out of nowhere. Stuff that you can go to the doctor for and they'll treat the symptoms. Or they'll just say, we can't find anything wrong with you. It's all in your head. Because it is. But they don't really know about this. So doctors have tried to figure out over and over and over, like, what can we do to unlock this to release the assignment of whatever's going on with people? They have tried counseling. You know, counseling can be great. We've been trained in theophostic sozo, all that stuff wonderful. Um, but there's just some things missing and you know, God can do whatever, but what happens is, um you you counsel, you talk about your problems and, and it just irritates the limbic system. So you cry and you have your all your feelings and you get angry or you get happy or sad or whatever. And it it feels like it's happening again because your brain can't tell the difference between a memory that I had 10 years ago or if it's happening. It does the same thing so the chemicals all get released and all that stuff. And um, so you're sitting there and it's like it's happening again, just talking about it. it's almost can be worse, especially if you camp there. Like you just camp and canceling and do like however many hours a week or whatever and years of this and you're just chemically saturated. with. That's why it says don't go to bed angry, the word isn't really angry, it's just don't go to bed stressed out because you will marinate and all that and then you wake up and you're sick and you don't know why. You know what I'm saying? So um, trauma gets stored somewhere and they've been trying to figure out how to get it out. They've talked about counseling, music therapy, color therapy, all these things to try and unlock this and they found out um, essential oils like if it's pure essential oils will actually open up the limbic system Release the emotional part as well as the assignment to whatever thing is going on. Now I'm sitting here like going, whatever. Like I thought, come on. I'm going to sniff an oil and all my pain is going to go away. Give me a break. Right? Because <laughs> it sounds weird. It sounds hokey pokey. Like what planet are you from, Mr. Dr. Lucky? Right? But he goes on the trauma machine, which she's about to have a dumbed-down version of it, where you put your hand on it. It sounds kind of weird. And it can tell you what's going on, where things are trapped, what's happening, what what can help alleviate whatever to harmonize and get back balance. But um, but his was like the $40,000 version that tells you, well, when 1995, this got stored in your ear, your heart, your hand. You put your hand up. Usually something that you heard or you didn't want to hear, it's stored in your heart and stored in your hand, you either trying to get someone away or bring someone to you. And they ask the machine, was it a man? Was it a woman? Goes through the whole thing. The machine tells on it, um, was she trying to get him away or bring them to him? She was trying to get them away, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff just records. This is recorded here. I had 29 traumas recorded in my body. As someone in their 30s, that's not cool. I had the body of like a 70-year-old, and the symptoms of like 70, 80 years old But something wasn't lined up. So my question is, how do you get it out, right? Um, And first thing he said was the essential oils, which I did not have a grid for at all because I didn't even know there was an, I mean, I've seen, like, people, I prayed for people with the Wesson, in in Jesus' name, be blessed. And I thought it was all, like, symbolic and whatever. That's so cool. Um, But the other thing he said is, let let me just say this. He said, let me go get this paper. We'll come back. I'm still hooked up to the machine. Now, let me go back a little bit because three weeks prior, I kept having these reoccurring dreams that these angels would come up to me and say, it's time to meet Will. It's time to meet Will. And the Lord came and said, it's time to meet Will. And people are prophesying, it's time to meet Will. And I'm like, who's Will? Do we know Will? I'm calling my team. Do you know Will? Have I met Will? Is there a Will somewhere where I'm going to minister? Is there a pastor somewhere? What's the deal? Willie, William, Billy, you know, what's going on? Nobody knew anything. So um, now fast forward, I'm sitting there with Dr. Lucky, hand on the machine. He passes me this piece of paper, and as soon as he passes me the paper, it sounds like Pac-Man just died. It's this horrible death sound, like meow. You, know, you guys know video games, right, like a couple of y'all? And I was like, this isn't cool. The, the fear on his face was enough to, my heart skipped a beat. I'm like, what does that mean am I going to die or what? And uh, he's like, well, you know what? I never really seen this before. I guess it can happen, but this is pretty serious. He's pacing. He's scratching his head. I'm like, what? And he's like, well, you are rejecting everything on the paper right now. And I was like, what's on the paper? And I flip it over, and it's like, you are loved. You have a destiny. You have a call. People love you. You're beautiful. Blah 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 blah. And I'm shocked. Because I was like, whatever, I believe all this stuff. And he's like, no, your body is totally, you didn't even read the paper, you didn't put your eyes to it, and the machine shut down saying, you don't agree with anything on here, you've totally rejected this thing. And And I'm like, mortified, because wouldn't you be? I'm like, not only is this bad news, but this is what I teach every weekend. You have a call, Jesus loves you, you're beautiful, everyone, you know, You have a destiny, and I don't believe that about myself. Not the best salesperson. You kind of got to believe in the product, right? Destiny, healing, love, all the things that God is, and I don't get it for me. I'm totally shocked. And then he says, you know, now what do you do for a living? (laughs) I'm a pro bowler. I'm like making up stuff, you know. I'm a librarian, I'm, you know. I don't want to tell, I'm so embarrassed to represent Jesus at this point and be like, yeah, national minister that preaches all this stuff. Pretty embarrassing, right? So again, I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, give me the paper. And he leaves, he comes back. He's like, I'm not sure, whatever. And he writes a couple things, hands me the paper. Pac-Man doesn't die. I'm like, okay, what's the deal? I'm looking at the paper. The only thing changed on the paper, he writes two words, I will, at the top. And I'm like, I don't understand this at all. And he's like, I want you to get in the mirror every day. I will that I am beautiful. I will that I have a destiny. I will that God made me perfect. I will, blah, blah, blah. I will that people love me. I will, blah, blah, blah. And he said, your will is 400,000 times stronger than your spirit. And he said, it's time that you get into agreement with what God is saying about you. And then as soon as he says that, I hear... It's time to meet Will. And some of you, it's time to meet Will. Some of you think you believe all that paper stuff, but if I got you on recording, I'll probably, some of you would get a big F just like I did. Don't all point your finger at me and say, oh, I can't believe that. Some of you think you know all that stuff, and you think you believe it, and you don't. And that's a scary thought. But identity is a big deal. There's identity theft going on in the spirit realm where people are trying to come and rob who you are and make you think you're doing something else and you're doing all these things that aren't even anything what we're supposed to be doing and we're running around doing all this stuff. We don't know who we are. We don't know we're loved. You know, our will is super strong. Our choices, the things that we choose and decide that are not anything that God ever said, just we manipulate and totally take away from what he's trying to do. And he's like recalculating, recalculating, rec- you know, recalculating. Have you guys seen the movie? Um, what is it? Um, Help me out, Jason Bourne, but not the not the Bourne Identity, the new one, Adjustment Bureau. Anybody seen that? Y'all got to see it because he gave me that movie two years ago, but he didn't call it that. He he called it the GPS um, Angels, where they they all went around and tried to. Every time we made the wrong decision or do whatever, then there's this posse of angels that are, like, trying to set us up. Come here this way, you know, putting people in our lives to offer us to go this direction and certain situations where it was easier to go this way or just turning off your electricity so you couldn't be on the computer that moment to get whatever, you know, just weird stuff that happens all the time that you're like, you know, you're stuck at a traffic light and you're like, oh, I'm so mad, but you could have gotten a wreck or, you know, all this stuff. he's just adjusting all the time because we chose to go get the milk when we're supposed to be at the home to get the phone call and all the things, you know what I'm saying? And so be real sensitive, even to the smallest stuff that he tells us to do, and you're going to do a lot of bigger, better, stronger, faster things for him. Now, going back to the essential oils, I'm going to touch a little bit on this, and then I don't want to be too late because I don't want y'all to kill over but there's some things you need to know about frequency we sent off a vibration we talked about that before there's a sound all of us have a sound a vibration now Jesus has the highest frequency ever heaven has a huge frequency and uh, that's why when he touched anything it got healed or someone even touched his cloth there was a frequency that a trail you know uh, we have 12 feet he's got I mean 12 inches he's got feet and feet and feet where there's this radius that anyone even steps in to the intimacy of who he is can, can get into that and get healed. Uh, frequency is really, really important to your healing. Um, you are normally 62 on a healthy, grown-up, adult day. If you were tested on machines, just like a light bulb is whatever, 100 or 75 or whatever, you, you send out a signal of frequency that can be measured. Now, there's things that can compromise that and bring it down, Or bring it up. That will help you. The higher that you are, the more in tune you are to healing and the spiritual and the supernatural and all that stuff. You can be 50, 100, 300, 500. Heaven is like off the charts high. And so when you you, worship can bring up your frequency. Speaking in tongues can bring up your frequency. Being around positive people and doing fun things will bring up your frequency. Uh, There's a lot of things that can bring up frequency. There's a lot of things that can bring you down. Um, now, what does it mean if you're down? When you start getting in the late 50, like 58-ish, you're talking about cold sores, cough, respiratory issues, immunity issues, um, serotonin and melatonin and all that stuff dips down, and you're feeling depressed, and you don't know why, and all these weird things happen. You get lower 50s, you're talking about um, flus and all that stuff. You get in the late 40s, you're talking about cancers, autoimmune issues, fibromyalgia, all this stuff that just... You can be next to anyone and catch their stuff. And it's not about, you know, um, you catching it because it's out there. There's stuff out there all over the place that we can just, I mean, you can open your eyes in the morning in bed and get something because there's stuff going on all the time, bacteria and viruses and airborne stuff all the time. It's about you and what's going on here that keeps that frequency up. When you make right choices, you have the ANF. Remember, Job said um, my integrity is my protection because when he kept making right choices right choices right choices there was a protection over him that gave him the immunity and his organs and everything else to do what he was supposed to do so um, when you are around negative people it brings you down 12 percent that's why you're on the phone with whoever debbie downer and you get off and you feel zapped and like, oh, why don't I talk to her again? Why can't I just say no? And why would I listen to that and give my ear to that? And you feel like, oh, or you get in a fight with someone or a confrontation and then you wake up, like I said, sick because you marinated and all that. Your frequency drops and you're more susceptible to things. Um, you, um, you're not going to like this. You walk into Starbucks, your frequency is going to drop. Something about coffee, I don't know what it is but coffee will bring you down 12%. You don't even have to drink it. You could just be in the room where someone's making it, brewing it, and you will drop 12%. You can hold it in your hand. They've done studies where you hold it in your hand, and you will drop, and you'll stay down for a solid three days and not be able to come back up. Now, you go to Starbucks with Debbie Downer, you double dip. Right? And so um, we got to be careful who we're hanging out with, what we're putting in our body. Processed foods bring you down. Real food bring you up, like raw, organic, brings your frequency up. Real juice, not like the canned, whatever. I'm talking about there's things that we can do. Just let's be real and logical. There's things that you can do, decisions you can make that will change your immunity. You know, we all want to get healed, and again, we're waiting on God, and God's like, what about you? When are you going to quit going to McDonald's? When are you going to quit hanging around Debbie Downer and drinking coffee all day? When are you going to give up the Cokes and the sodas and all the stuff that's like poisoning you and all the Diet Cokes with the, you know, fake sugars that's like the biggest poison we could do to our bodies? And then we're all like, I want to be healed. And then it's like, really? Doesn't look like it. Right? I mean, we got to do a little bit of decision-making on our you know choices, we got to make good choices to work with them. You know, it's amazing that people lived as long as they did back in the Old Testament. Some of them 900 years old. Wonder why? They didn't have all this weird stuff. You know, chemicals and what about the shampoos and the toothpaste and stuff that we get at Walmart and all these great places that they have uh, antifreeze in them and degreasers for your car and all this stuff for shelf life. And I don't know if you know, but your pores are most open on your hands, your feet, and your head. So we jump in the shower with our antifreeze and all the stuff, and we just shampoo our head away, and we brush our teeth, and all that stuff goes in your body and in your pores, and then we wonder, why do we have ADHD and Alzheimer's and autoimmune everything and chronic fatigue and none of that stuff, no matter how much money you put towards research, they're not really interested in helping any of that anyway. It's just to put money in the pockets of whoever, because pharmaceuticals run the show and the government, There's healthy ways that you can do different things. You can drink water. Or, you know, I mean, just be sensible for crying out loud. You know, we, we all want God to do stuff. And it's like, it's not magic. You know, I mean, there's grace, but anyway. The oils actually have frequency. Like lavender's 118, peppermints on 98, frankincense is way up there. The oil of joy that you read about. In scriptures, by the way, there's 1,031 scripture references to essential oils in the Bible. We kind of read over them. Oh, the myrrh with Jesus. Oh, the frankincense. Oh, that's interesting. But we don't have a, a grid to understand. Why do they put it on the feet? Why did they put it on the crown? Why did whatever? Well, because that's where the pores, Right? See, if I had said, you know, and then Keith went down and bought some Tums and came back and everything was cool. Y'all know what Tums is. You got a grid for Tums. I don't have to do a dissertation on what Tums is, right? Or aspirin or stuff that's penicillin or whatever. Because we all got a grid for that. But when we read the Bible, we're looking at, you know, James 15, uh, James 5:14 that says, If there's any sick among you, go to your elders that they may pray and anoint you with oil that you may be healed. And that word anoint actually means masak, which means to anoint with oil that you may be healed. But we're doing this little Wesson Crisco thing in Jesus' name, blah, blah, blah. We're like symbolically hoping that there's some intent behind it, that God can do whatever. Now, he can. You can put ketchup on somebody, and someone can get healed. I mean, God could do it. You could be on the john, whatever. You could be you could be out. God can come in and just mess your limbic system up and release whatever, and you are totally healed because you're delivered, whatever. So don't say you got to have an oil to do whatever. I'm just saying we can help him by eating right, Exercising, a little cardio, making good decisions so the chemicals are working with us and not against us. Hanging out with the right people, right? Not drinking coke, you know. And some people were like, um, "Well, let me say this." So you walk in with Debbie Downer to Starbucks. You dip. You smell some frankincense. You go up, and you stay up. Your frequency will raise, and accommodate. For what you lost. So, you know, still go to Starbucks, but just bring some frankincense with you. Make sure that it's real. There's only two companies that do real. Um, That's another big fiasco right now because the FDA has no standards whatsoever except for if you have 3% of any oil in a bottle, you can call it 100%. That's a good standard. So, what's the 97%? Chemicals or whatever shelf life stuff, so it won't, you know, get nasty. And then we put all that on our body, and we go to Lifeway, and we think we're praying for people and making something happen, and we're giving them cancer. <laughs> right? Sad, right? And that's what I did. I mean, I didn't know, and I'm, I don't think I'll be judged because I was ignorant. But we lose, our, we lose things out of our ignorance, you know, we, we have to know, we've got to learn, we've got to do, we've got to research. We need revelation. We need God to show us truth. Un, undo the scriptures, you know. I feel like in, in Matthew, I mean, uh, Mark 6, it says that the disciples were sent out two by two with the oils that people would be healed. Right? How many disciples or elders do you know that are even using real oils? Can you name one? Let alone teach you how to use them. Like there's certain ones that go for your thyroid or for your pancreas or for whatever, whatever. There's, cert- there's actually, God made all the plants before we were here. The garden was ser- just like, because he knew sin would happen and we would adjust our frequency and God would be like, she's going to need some frankincense because I know in 2011 she's going to be at the Starbucks with Debbie Downer and it's all going to go downhill, Right? He says all that. He knows way ahead of time. They're using frankincense for cancer. They're using citrus fress for cancer. They're doing frankincense IVs almost anywhere else in the U.S. because, did you know, it's illegal to treat people with cancer unless it's surgery, radiation, or chemo. You will be arrested. The doctor will be arrested, and you as a patient will be arrested because the pharmaceuticals are that big time. And that's why anybody who comes up with a car that doesn't run on gas just disappears. We don't know what happened. Bing. Maybe he's like Enoch. Oh, my. Or like people like Max Gershon, who came up with a cure to cancer in the 40s. And he's had his life, you know, he was attempted assassination to him after it went to the Senate and an, an anchor... News reporter for ABC News got on and said, guess what? There's a cure for cancer, ladies and gentlemen, blah, 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 blah. 30 years as an anchor, he was fired. Um, And then Gershon was poisoned. He didn't know he was poisoned, but he just got sick just mysteriously. He got himself back to normal, whatever. Why he was sick, the manuscript for all the cure was missing. His secretary was still on all this stuff, whatever. She was fired. It took him four years to get the manuscript back. And then guess what? They gave him arsenic again. Somebody planted all this stuff in him, and he tested this time, and they found radiation and arsenic in his system, and he died. And so now, like his family is is carrying it on, but they have to do it in Mexico because they don't want to be arrested or attempt all the attempted assassination on them and not be able to help anybody, which is pretty sad that you have to go to Ecuador or Mexico or Europe to get any kind of. They're going to all the Hollywood people are going to Europe to get frankincense IVs and to do these Esther weeks so their skin looks better and all that stuff because, well, first of all, did you know Esther isn't even her real name? Hadassah actually means myrtle, like the oil. And when they went to school to get all the oils and stuff, it wasn't just a school to get all the bath and be prepared for the king. They actually had to be taught how to use the oils because that was their duty as a Proverbs woman to know how to use the oils because they would have children and all that stuff that they would be responsible for. Not just to bathe in it and, hey, I'm a princess, but, I mean, like, this is for that and this is for that and let's get some first aid knowledge here because I'm about to be a mom and I'm going to be a queen and I need to help my king, and right? But well, we don't hear about all that stuff, right? It's there. We just got to dig around a little bit. But, so my point is, frequency can be altered. Your body can be changed. There's a lot of things that we can be, do. Um, people have said, well... You know, it doesn't say, buy his stripes, smell some frankincense or whatever. You know, it's like, and I, I, I get it, I get it. You know, no, it doesn't say that. But use your brain too, right? I mean, do you wear a seatbelt? Do you brush your teeth? Do you put 20 grand on a credit and go, Oh, he's my provider. You know, we don't, why do we categorize some things as Jesus will take care of it or whatever, but other things we can eat whatever and, you know, run ourselves to the ground, work in, and never, you know, if you run your adrenals to the ground, it takes about two two weeks, I mean two years to really do some damage to your adrenals. And it takes about three years to get them back. But you can actually be healed doing happy things. Cancer and stuff can be healed just by watching happy movies and laughing, because when you laugh, there's other chemicals that go in and just usher in healing. You know, laugh. Go see a Crazy, awesome movie. Go be with your friends and hang out with your family and get loved on. And, you know, there's things that we can do just that are practical. You know, forget about buy your stripes, drink some frankincense or whatever. By the way, the difference, you got to make sure, too, because I don't want all y'all running out and getting an oil that's fake and only 3% and chemically altered. Um, You can tell that something's fake if it's in a clear bottle like all these awesome ones, it doesn't matter what it says. It could say multiply and prosper. It could say, you know, I'm the best oil in the whole world. It could say, <laughs> it could say temple oil or, you know, frankincense and myrrh or whatever. See-through means fake. Not real. Um, if it's uh, If it's in plastic, not real. Because real oils will pull out all the toxins in the plastic and then you'll be taking that in and whatever. So this means there's chemicals. Now they say 100% on there and they'll say organic and all those awesome terms that people put just like when you go to Walmart and there's juice on everything you look at. But if you look at the back, it's like 5% juice, right? I think it should be illegal to put a word juice on there unless it's actually what you're trying to buy. But the oils don't have to have the ingredients on there. It doesn't say all the chemicals that are in here. There's no FDA guidelines on that yet. So you can say 100%, but there's only 3%, and the loophole, uh, loophole is when it says 100% essential oils on there or therapeutic grade whatever, then they're saying that the three drops in there are 100%. Right? Now, if it says this is meant to be topically only or do not take this internally or blah, 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 anything like that, Dead giveaway, this is fake, it's gonna give you cancer, probably I mean or cause you to be sick. We've had people who go out and oh, we did what you said and then they call me vomiting and have diarrhea for three weeks and they don't know why they have all kinds of flu symptoms and weird stuff and I'm like, Well what where'd you get your oils? and Oh we went down to Lifeway or Whole Foods or whatever and I'm like, Does it say anywhere? Do not ingest this. Does it say you know, what does it say on the bottle? Is it clear? You know, go through, just like money, you can study what's real and what isn't. You know, you got to know what to look for so you don't get sick and you don't get a counterfeit, right? Um, dark bottles, the reason why it has to be in dark bottle is because the blood or the resin of a plant is alive. It's like if you get a blood transfusion, you want to get it from someone who's alive, right, not someone who died? You don't want to bleed on the ground and go suck up some of the blood. Here, put that in my arm. I need some blood. <laughs> By then, the sun has hit it. It's dark. It's nasty. Not going to be good for you. It's all dead. Same thing when, light, when sunlight hits real oils, it just kills it, just like your blood would be killed. So um, when you break a leaf or something, there's a little juice that comes out. They can distill it or boil it and put stuff in here. It has to be dark so the sunlight doesn't kill it. Shelf life is forever. You don't need chemicals when it's dark and when it's glass. So this is just some things to look at. But um, anyway, so we talked about frequency. We talked about uh, rain. Okay, now look, when you go online and you look up the people who are doing the right thing, don't just believe everything just because it's online. Because um, even Gary Young, who did th- these particular oils, the, the good ones that I know about, and there's probably other ones that I know, I know of at least two in the world who are right. Um, they've had assassination attempts on him as well. They actually invited him to a medical association thing about six years ago, and he's like, yay, finally they're hearing me, they're getting it, they're going to be open to it, and then the next thing you know, he's in the hospital with arsenic and radiation. After he went to his little dinner, he started feeling sick. and went upstairs, vomited, you know, blah, blah, blah. Same thing because anything that's halfway good, that's going to take away the pocketbook of anybody, that's a threat, right? So, and then the whole government's in on it because they get all those guys into office, uh, the pharmaceuticals do, and then so there's this whole, like, I owe you thing now. Y'all with me? So um, they do a thing called raindrop therapy, where, and I just got two more things and then I want to pray for y'all. Um, they have raindrop therapy where they, they put oils with massage and counseling, so so therapy together, and they use it to unlock the limbic system and kind of talk things out. We've had so many testimonies, I can't tell you. We've had people who had um, kidney, you know, um, diabetes, and tum- we've had three tumors since August completely gone. People have lost weight like I can't tell you. I mean, I've lost about 75, 80 pounds because when the trauma is gone and your thyroid works and your metabolism gets back and you don't have the cortisol, you can block cortisol by using like citruses, onions, apples, lemons, anything like that. If you use the oils in place of that, one drop of lemon is equal to 20 lemons. It's so concentrated. By the way, you have cells in your body, 100 trillion cells in your body, but one drop of anything real and concentrated will go around every cell in your body 40,000 times in 20 minutes. If you put it, especially if you put it on your feet or on your hands or this artery right here on your neck, it just goes in, put some frankincense, within 20 minutes you're like, Psh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> right? Um... So don't believe everything that you hear because they're going to say this guy is a Mormon or this guy's got 95 wives or this guy has a second grade education or he killed his son or all the weird... Anything to cause doubt. So you throw the whole thing out because that's what happens in court. Any sliver of doubt throws the whole thing out. Um, Let's see. You can use them in place of antibiotics. We talked about... The cells, the blood, it can go past the blood-brain barrier, which there's a real protection here on your brain because God really loves your brain and wants it protected. Chemo will not pass that. So if you have a tumor, they will cut it out uh, and hope for the best. But, but it's in your cells. So if you cut tumors out, you still have your cells, right? It would be kind of hard to get every one of them out. Um, so you've got to do something on the cellular level which these oils actually go in and detox your cells and reprogram anything that's often weird. So when you do get the lung with the beetles and the french fries, you can clean that off by using oils that will actually reprogram anything that isn't your chemistry or isn't what God wanted. Drugs, we've seen so many people get off drugs. Smoking, all that stuff. You use purification or different things, and it actually just goes and cleanses everything out, so you're not your receptors and your cells aren't like, I need, I need, I need... I need that bad guy, I need that bad girl, I need whatever, whatever, because you're starting to get healed and all that stuff's working again. Um, I really, um, last thing I'm going to talk about is the ORAC scale, because I think this will give you some measurements that will maybe come alive for you. Um, the ORAC scale is a measurement tool that the United States government came up with that actually measures the ability for foods or oils to enter your system and kill free radicals. Free radicals are what happens when you get, like, cancer and stuff. Or cortisol, another thing about cortisol that's really dangerous is we have these vacuum cleaners in our body that go around and eat up free radicals, right? Um, Everybody's got a certain many of them in their body at all times, but when the cortisol is released, it shuts down the vacuum cleaners. And so then you got all this stuff roaming around and people are getting sick, but... So, the ORAC scale, O R A C, stands for oxygen radical absorption capacity. The higher the ORAC scale, the more capable that food or oil is in destroying free radicals, thus retarding the age process and preventing cancer, cancers or other diseases. So, here's an example carrots. Uh, 100 grams of carrots, 210 was the score. Oranges, 750. Beets, 840. I'm reading out of Healing Oils of the Bible. Um, raspberries, 1,220. That's awesome. Strawberries, 1,540. Blueberries, brain food, awesome stuff. 2,400 compared to carrots, 210. Pretty good. Wolfberries, 25,300. Wolfberries are from China where they have almost no diabetes or any kind of issues because they eat wolfberries and they live a lot longer. Um, Sandalwood scored 160, Frankincense 630, Rose of Sharon 3,860, Cinnamon 10,340, Spikenard, y'all heard of that that in the Bible, 54,800, Myrrh 379,800, Clove Oil 1,078,700, Chinese wolfberries are the highest scoring food in the world, while clove is the highest scoring essential oil, which is 40 times more potent than um, wolfberries, 450 times more than blueberries, and 5,000 times more than carrots. Um, one ounce of clove has the antioxidant capacity of 320 pound, pounds of carrots, 28 quarts of blueberries, and 10 gallons of beet juice. That is a lot. So, um... And then he goes into talking about how people in the Old Testament may have lived older because they ate the right stuff and participated in things like this instead of chemically saturated toothpaste and lotions and eating McDonald's every week and Pizza Hut and all the stuff that we do and drinking all the Cokes that we do and everything else, right? Let's stand up. Did y'all get anything, like one thing maybe? We, oh, is it okay if you back me a little bit on the keys? If you're interested in understanding a little bit more about all this, I do articles on it. As I learn more, you can sign up on my newsletter. I send out stuff on this quantum physics, the Sierra Anointing, supernatural, whatever, whatever. Facebook me. But be nice. None of that trash talk. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I felt like there's a few things that I just want to like kind of um, adjust in the spirit. You can go ahead. Uh, the will issue. I really want to want people to come into the whole fullness of the will of God. So, Lord God, if you feel like that, you just stand in a place of uh, reception. There's a real anointing here for us to get that adjustment. Lord God, your truth is so awesome. Your revelation is awesome. Your spirit is awesome. You are so holy. You're so pure. Lord, we're not like you in that way, but we want to be. Lord, we give you permission right now to just adjust. Take a deep breath, breathe them in. Or we just ask that you would align our will with your will we give you our will and we submit to your perfect perfect will whatever that looks like whatever that feels like however it sounds bring in the adjustment bureau heart is to align with your perfect way, your will for us, that we would accomplish all the things that you've called us to do. Equip us, help us in your mercy and your compassion, that we would start making choices that are more suitable and more aligned with who you are and what you say we're supposed to do. Yeah, there it is. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would just help us bring it to our mind and our heart as we're walking throughout the day, even starting even tonight, Lord, that we would be more aware. There'd be such a critical awareness of our thoughts, our words, our intentions, our motives, Lord, that we would completely align ourselves, our ears. We would align our ears to only hear what you want us to hear. That we would just say no to anything that is not you, that it's not heaven. We say no to all second heaven information. Lord, give us wisdom with what you do show us that we would know what to do with the knowledge and the revelation that you give us, the truth that you give us, that we would be responsible with the nuggets of revelation that you give us, God. want to speak a special new anointing for eyes to see, ears to hear or that we would not only see our scroll, but we would see what you're doing here on the earth, that we would participate with that because we see, we feel, we hear or we we want to know what you're doing so we can participate but we're just, you know dumb sheep down here help us to feel like you do to see like you do To hear what you hear. So we can participate and pray with you, not against you. So we can speak with you, not against you. So we can be your hands and feet here. See, we're all from another place. But we were sent here just like supermen and women. Even though we were raised human, we're not one of them. Help us show the light to every single person that we come in contact with, with our thoughts, with our actions, with our behaviors, with our words, with our intentions. Or let us send out good vibrations that represent you, And help us make time to sit at your feet so we would know what your vibration is. See, just like when babies are born, they come out and they take the baby right away and they set him at the heartbeat of the mommy. Because then all the alignments, all the chemistry, all the heartbeat, all the stress goes away because it's like, oh, I remember that heartbeat. See, John knew. John, he sat at your heartbeat, Lord. He didn't just want to hear the heartbeat. He didn't want to just hear the frequency. He wanted to become the frequency. Lord, we want to be in tune with the frequency of heaven. Let us make time to know what that is, to spend that time with you and to know who you are. What are you saying? So we would be able to come into alignment with that and bring, as we lay hands on people, that we would bring a frequency, that we would bring a higher level of anointing, that people would be touched just like you were touching us and touching them through us. Lord, help us not be ignorant and help us not waste any grace that you give us regarding our health our sleep the way we spend our time are we doing our scroll do we even know what our scroll is Lord give us eyes to see what it is that you want us to do so we can actually do the scroll how many people want to know what your scroll is Lord you know the hearts of everyone here Lord, I just speak of alignments over this place, new and fresh alignments, divine appointments. And everyone gets excited about new alignments and divine appointments, but sometimes that comes at a cost. It comes with a separation of something that you've really been comfortable with. So, Lord, the grace to leave whatever you ask us to leave. Help us make good decisions about who we're with and who we're not with. Help us know who we are with. It says know who you are with. This is a good time to know your neighbors. I mean, real relationship, end times, and hard times are coming. You need to know who who lives next door to you. You might need them. They need to know you. You need to be able to have some trust and relationship built with people who are you work with and people around you that takes time so Lord give us the time to invest into others not just the church the whole world remember the whole world he loved the whole world help us to minister to the yoga and the new age and all the different kinds of people out there all the pre-christians I just ask for a special impartation of just the holiness of God a holiness a new sense of holiness and purity over this place the Lord says be holy as I am holy but Lord give us the grace to be able to actually step into a new level of holiness that we would represent you, and that our smoke signals would be pure, that our fragrance would be pure, that it would be pleasing to your nostrils, that we wouldn't be entertaining demonic realms, like cutting off your arm and jumping in a... In the ocean, all the sharks just come. It's like fresh blood. That's what we do. We send out smells and signals and all this stuff where the demons are like, hey, she's feeling rejected. Let's jump on that. Such a horrible smell, that rejection, that self-pity. Lord, let us cast down every imagination that does not line itself up with you and your ways, that we would have a fragrance so sweet, Or let us spend time in prayer speaking in tongues and worship to raise our frequency be around healthy people some of you are going to have to say no to some things and some people and it's not going to be fun but you'll be tested I guarantee you because now that you have this information you'll be tested what are you going to do? Lord, I pray that A&F wins, that your will wins. Lord, I help, help us to have a Father's heart for others, Lord. Help us to walk in the supernatural and the anointing of God, the supernatural, being able to transport and Walk through walls and do all the things, the x-ray vision, all the stuff that we're supposed to tap into. Lord, I pray that there would be an increase on this body here before me. For the purposes of you and your kingdom. I speak dreams and visions like never before over this body. New angelic angels to go home with you. And to usher in new moves, new understanding, new revelation, new truths, new dreams, new visions, trances, healings, 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 healings new songs, new inventions, new worship, creativity, finances, breakthrough. Just say your way, your way, not my way. Lord, we bless you, we love you.